When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ketchup is great on a hot dog. Uh. <laughs> Let me say that again. So, uh, I want to make sure everybody heard me. Ketchup is great on a hot dog. Independence Day is just around the corner, or maybe you're listening to this on Independence Day. If you are, happy 4th of July. And if you're talking about 4th of July weekend, as it pertains to food, there's a good chance... Grilling is going to be involved, and if grilling is involved, there's a good chance, of course, hot dogs are involved. So if we were ever going to do an episode of Hot Takes on a Plate here on the Believe Podcast Network about hot dogs, this is the best time to do it. And if you're going to have a hot dog expert on, you got to have on my friend Catherine DeChico of Walter's Hot Dogs in Mamaroneck, one of the most iconic and best hot dog places in America, been around since 1919. Catherine, how's it going? Great. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, we're going to get to some hot takes. And listen, I've got maybe my hottest take of all time. is It's actually about hot dogs. So brace yourself. <laughs> but, but first, before we get to that, I'm just curious, like, how are things going with Walters? You know, here in New York, obviously, we're getting back into the dining swing as it pertains to COVID-19. And Walters is, for people who don't know, you have two locations. The, the the OG is dates back, you know, 1919. If I'm not, I, I know the, the Walters was started in 1919, but the actual yes. landmark pagoda that you're in yeah. dates back so to 1928. It, it, it was built in 1928. Yep. So that's in Mamaroneck, and it's it's all outdoor seating. It always has been. There's there's no indoor anything. Um, and then you have a, a newer location, a couple of years old, in White Plains, which does have indoor seating. So yeah. Westchester County, New York is just getting into the indoor dining at, at half capacity thing. Outdoor has been going on a couple of weeks up there. So now that you've had a little bit of time with this, how's it going? What, 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 what's the feel of things? Yeah. I mean, so for us, we are, you know, it's, it is fast food. It's fast comfort food. Um, it's takeout mostly. So we were able to stay open, you know, all during COVID just doing takeout delivery, curbside pickups. You know, we did have to change a lot of procedures and ways that we did things, but we were fortunate enough to stay open. Um, we're so happy our Mamaronic location, our picnic area is something that, you know, people look forward to sitting at all year round. You know, they call like summer season, Walter's season. So we were able to open our picnic area um, with all distance tables and everything about three weeks ago for phase two. And then for White Plains, we recently opened our indoor dining um, this past Tuesday. So, you know, people are definitely, you know, you could see people are out, you know, people are happy to, to get out again and um, still feel safe while doing so because all the, you know, all the policies and procedures are still in place of distancing and wearing masks and everything. So, you know, we've been we've been lucky through this all. It's got to create as, as a restaurant owner, uh, even though it is more fast casual than mm -hmm. you know regular quote unquote dining. 
it's got to create some headaches because you got to put in certain procedures and you got to worry about an extra layer of safety for yourself, for your staff, for your customers. Uh, talk yeah. about just the, what you've had to kind of look into and just how, you know, I mean, I, that's got to be a lot on the mind and, and, and very taxing, I would think. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for restaurants, for the restaurant industry as a whole, for those places that were maybe able to stay open, you know, you kind of had to like rethink your business model uh, overnight in a few days in a week, if you wanted to stay afloat and stay busy. I mean, we had to implement, you know, even just things with, you know, sanitizing and uh, training our staff on, you know, what they should be doing and wearing masks is obviously, it's something that's pretty tough when you're on a grill and, you know, maybe making fries all day, you know, it's, it's a lot of things that people had to adapt to, but really quickly. And, you know, I give props to everyone, you know, our whole team, cause everyone really like, you know, they really took to it and, you know, even enforcing things with customers wearing masks and staying distanced while online. Um, you know, we had to look into getting like plexiglass and when we opened our outdoor seating area, you know, you looked down the Marinick Avenue in White Plains and literally everyone had out measuring capes and were, you know, distancing all their tables down the whole Avenue. So there's been so many things operationally, uh, also with our food trucks, Rob, um, you know, we had so many events obviously that were canceled. Right. Yeah. Um, but we were able to actually come together with all the food trucks in Westchester and kind of think of a way that we can do like socially distanced, basically block parties and park in someone's driveway. So we were able to actually keep the trucks afloat and keep our truck staff, um, you know, still working during, during COVID, uh, you know, towards the end of it more, but we were still able to you know, keep the revenue stream and keep the business going. So now here on hot takes on a plate, you, the listener get to eavesdrop on the ultimate food fights. As I debate my culinary world friends and other eating enthusiasts in their areas of expertise. And Catherine, we are going to get into it about hot dogs. So I am going to throw some hot takes your way about hot dogs. And you will just tell me why I'm right or tell me why I'm wrong. You ready? Great. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. The first one, brace yourself. Oh, it's, man. The, it's the hottest take. Might be the hottest <laughs> take I have. Ketchup is great on a hot dog. Uh. <laughs> Let me say that again. So, I want to make sure everybody heard me. Ketchup is great on a hot dog. It's childhood <laughs> memories, people. It's childhood memories. Come on. Come oh, on. man. Our, so, our parents, our parents weren't quote unquote, our parents weren't quote unquote foodies, right? Like, like we all ate ketchup on a hot dog and we all loved it. And then somewhere along the way, we were told, no, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't know. The word came out of Chicago. Somebody rang a siren. And I look, I know, I know I'm, I'm saying this to the worst person because Walters is maybe you could argue more famous for its mustard even than its hot dogs. Yeah. That is the way that's the way you do it at Walters. But I just think, look, hot dogs, they're, they're, they're salty and they're rich and ketchup has that high acid content and the sweetness, it the cuts sweetness. through it. It makes sense. It's just this ridiculous stigma. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, I mean, you said it, you know, Walters is obviously known for our mustard. We only added ketchup in 1991. So we were open for so long without it. Um, I I agree with you that it, it, that it's allowed on a hot dog because I get it. Like our mustard is tangy. It has relish in it. It has a sweet kick. You have the ketchup. I actually sporadically will do a little mustard and ketchup. But, yes! but I wouldn't 
it's funny. My mom, whenever, whenever someone asks for ketchup, she'll be like, you know, she'll say to us, oh, ketchup's for kids. They're like, <laughs> you know, we're not fans of it. But if you get it with our mustard, we accept it. So will I say it's great for us? We're kind of against it, but it, I get it. it. It adds another depth of flavor, which is acceptable in my book. I mean, look, I appreciate that because I just got <laughs> validation from from the, the highest of high places in the hot dog world. I mean, yes, if you're going to try a Walter's hot dog, your first one should be with the mustard. I'm not yes. a huge mustard fan in general, but I make exceptions for your mustard. But I'm happy to hear I that. I mean, I and look, you didn't I didn't even have to get into it with you. I, I came like armed with like a binder of things I could throw at you for rebuttal and I don't even have to go to it. Like I actually started <laughs> thinking into the way back machine to a few years ago when, when you did a, a collaboration with a pizza place in Westchester, Porta Napoli. Yeah. And you put your hot dogs on their pizza and pizza of course has tomato sauce. And I was going to go down that route about, well, if tomato sauce is acceptable with a hot dog, so is ketchup. And I didn't even get to throw that at you. Well, you know, you, you kind of put in that flavor profile of ketchup. And I, for me, like if it's with our mustard, fine. If someone orders a Walter's hot dog with just ketchup, you know, I, I try not to say anything. And I'm like, okay, are you sure you don't want to try the mustard? <laughs> so it's kind of like a yes and a no. But at the end of the day, I agree that it is okay to put it on a hot dog. In general, I'm not a fan of food rules. Like, you need to eat this this way. Like, you know, right. look, to each their own. As long as you've tried yeah. things a certain way once, if you like it a different way better, so be it. Yeah. I mean, you know we do collaborations and we don't do toppings, but when we do the collaborations with people, like, you know, they're making epic barbecue or they're making, um, like, an epic chili. Like, you know, we, we understand that it, it can be elevated a little bit and made differently. But the way that we do it, of course, we think is the best way and it's the simplest way. And that's what we're all about. But and I'll be honest, uh, yeah. with you, the, bi the bigger faux pas to me with ketchup is ketchup on a burger. Yeah. I think ketchup is better on a hot dog than a burger. I really do. I mean, to me, a burger needs a, a tangy, creamy, like mayo based con condiment. Yeah. And I mean, a good burger, a lot of the time doesn't need any condiment at all, you know? No, I mean, it doesn't need much. A good burger doesn't need much. Just, right. a, just a little lube, if you will. Yeah. All right, <laughs> ne next, next hot take I'll throw your way. Okay. The only acceptable hot dog to boil is one with a casing. I, that's it. I mean, I love, a, I love a casing on a hot dog, and I think boiling a hot dog with a casing on it is, is great, and it's fine, and you get that snap. But if, if it's a hot dog without a casing, don't boil it. Don't throw it on a flat top like you guys do. You guys split it and, and throw it on the flat top for a little extra Maillard. But, you know, you yeah. throw it on a grill, whatever. Don't don't boil it. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, You know, honestly, I would say it's like against our family religion to boil hot dogs at all. I don't I, I didn't grow up eating them boiled. I don't I would never boil them myself, I guess, because we're used to ours. They don't have any casing on them and we grill them and they become, you know, crispy and delicious and have this totally different effects when you grill them on a flat top, I would say no hot dog is, is good to boil. I, I would rather always have it, you know, grilled or cooked in maybe a little butter-based sauce. Like we do it. Are you okay with casing? I'm okay with casing. Yeah. I, I it adds like a little bit of a snap. I feel like when you bite into I, it, I, and I, get, a, I get I love that. A good casing. I love yeah, a good our, casing. Ours have, ours have no, yeah, they have no casing on them actually, which is interesting. 
Well, now um, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, Independence Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things people look forward to, or I'm going to name drop another hot dog place, but the, uh, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And I actually, you guys actually had me judge a, a hot dog eating contest at Walters. Uh, I think it was last summer and it was a lot of fun, but I, I'm, I have to, that, that being said, my hot take here is just in general, like food eating competitions are gross. They just are. <laughs> I'm like, I've become very, I, I used to be pro food eating competitions. I've become very anti hot dog slash food eating competitions over the years. It's just, I mean, first off, to put your body through that, to 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 say, I'm going to shove 60 hot dogs down my throat in 10 <laughs> minutes. Like that is not normal. And that is disgusting. And I don't even know what's going on inside somebody's intestinal tract. It, it just, and, and do I really want to watch that? Like. I just, ah, it's, it's, it's not. And, and, and I've like, oh, just the idea of even attempting it now at, at, at my age, I'm just, ugh. yeah. I mean, tell me I'm I, right. Tell me I'm wrong. I would say you're right. I would have to agree with you on that. So will we stop doing the hot dog eating contest? We do it every five years. Probably not, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a tradition, but you know, the Nathan's one, we actually um, were friendly with someone who worked there. We went uh, maybe three July's ago, my brother and I, which is also like against our, you know, family rules, but we were excited to go excited to see how it was. I'd never been down there. Um, but yeah, watching it is tough. And a lot of the time, as you might've seen last summer, like people get sick and, but at Walters, you know, our hot dog is totally different. It's smaller. It's a little more mild. It's not as, you know, it's not as hard to, to take down, but it's, it's still, it's tough to watch when people, uh, they can't get through it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fun. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I I agree with that one. Next next hot take. Grown-ups should not order hot dogs at a sit-down restaurant. I mean, it could be the best and fanciest version of a hot dog, but to me you you can't elevate a hot dog that much, right? Like 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 what you get at Walters is great. So going to a a sit-down restaurant and getting their house-made elevated hot dog is it really going to be better? Like to me, it's not that the hot dog at a sit down restaurant is going to be bad. It's just, there's going to be better things on the menu, you know, like save that for the kids. Like, like if you want a hot dog, go to a place like Walters. Don't, don't go to a sit down restaurant and get the, the hot dog. I don't care how artisanal it is. Get something else. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. I would have to say you're wrong. Oh, okay. (laughs) I think that, you know, again, it's hard talking about hot dogs in general because, you know, Walters is its own thing. So, like, could anybody go to a restaurant and order a Walters hot dog and enjoy it? Yes. But I can't take away from them kind of what you said, like to each his own. If, if they want to, maybe it's comfort food for them. Maybe they've been eating hot dogs forever. Maybe it's, it is an artisanal one with fun toppings. But if I was wanting to try it, even as an adult, I would, I might look at them differently if they uh, put ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I would have to, yeah, I'd have to disagree with you on that one. I just, I just, my thing is this. I don't see how you're going to make the hot dog at a restaurant. Like I've had restaurant hot dogs, you know, hosting yeah. restaurant hunter. I had plenty and, and they weren't bad. I mean, you know, obviously somebody's putting a lot of labor into making them, but were they exponentially better than, you know, a, a Walter's or a Boar's Head or a Nathan's or, you know, name your, whatever you want to go with as your yeah. reference point, 
you know, that's considered a good version of our very good version of, of a hot dog that that you can get on the on the cheaper end. Mm-hmm. Not not usually. I'm not like, oh, my God, this this blows this out of the way. So, you know, like yeah. I would rather have something else on the menu there, you know, something that maybe I can't get somewhere else. I got it. Have you been to um, Eugene's Diner yet, Rob? I, I have. And I've had that. 13 incher shoved in my face by <laughs> Dave DeBerry um, without asking for it. And again, so, uh, when I ate there, I, yeah, I got it. And I, and my husband's father got it as well. So I, you know, and, and uh, props to him. I mean, he's making a homemade hot dog, which is awesome. And all the sauces and, and look, but, it's when, it, very, but when it's it, elevated like that, it's, you know, and, you, and you that, gotta try it. And I say it as it's not a knock on it. It's a very good hot dog. My, my yeah. thing is, I'd rather have the Japanese pancakes at Eugene's Diner. Yeah. You know, because that's not something I'm going to find everywhere else. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather have, he does um, this amazing dry-aged minute steak. That's yeah, just I've, I've a that. revelation. Like, right. with that great horseradish cream. Like, I want that. You know, hot dog, I'm like, okay, that's good for Instagram. It's big and long. You know, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. But, like, I don't, it's the... You know, all the things he does so many good things there. Like, I love Eugene's Diner. That place is fantastic. Yeah. I rave yeah. about it, but I just. It's a, it depends on what you're craving. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. To me, I'm going to go to Walter's if I want a hot dog. I or, like that or, answer. Or, 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 or <laughs> I, way, I agree with you on that. <laughs> or way back in the day, um, my favorite hot dog place back in the day was Criff uh, Dog, but I, I don't think oh. my body could handle that anymore. Like, that's just, it's too much. The bacon wrap, deep fried, like. Yeah, I've been there. It's, it's, it's a lot. Like you need to be young to eat. You can't. (laughs) To to digest that properly. Once you hit a certain age, you have aged out of Criff Dog. Like, like, do you feel that way in general? There's like certain foods in certain places you get to a point you age out of, not because of like childhood nostalgia or anything. It's like your body just literally will reject it. It's like, no, you can't eat like that anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Even like once I hit my thirties, I, you know, your body changes and you can't, you can't eat like you used to. I definitely can't drink like I used to. I mean, you know, I I have one glass of wine and I have a headache. So (laughs) there's definitely, Crypt Dogs is definitely one of those foods. I'm sure there's others I can't think of right now, but you know things change. <laughs> you can't, uh, you can't eat as much as you used to. It's, it's tough. All right. I'll throw another one at you here. Okay. I think price plays into f- the food enjoyment factor way more than we give it credit for. I think when we eat something and, kn- and we really enjoy it and we know we got a deal, we got a bargain. It was, it didn't cost us a whole lot of money. It sends extra endorphins through us. You know, like if you've ever had like a hot dog or, you know, an amazing taco. And you're like, oh my gosh, this was so good. And I paid three bucks for it. And there's that little extra, you know, something. Whereas, you know, you go out to the the high-end fine dining meal, you enjoy it, but then you get the bill and you're like, uh, you know, there's a little bit of that, uh, you know, when the bill comes. I, I really do think price plays a huge psychological factor in how much we enjoy a meal. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think you're right. I'd have to agree. Um, I think that it plays a part in the way that your expectation is set before you go. So it kind of, you know, I know, I mean, Joe and I love to do, you know, we'll splurge sometimes and do like a little fine dining and, you know, going into it, you're already, your expectation so much higher than if you were going into like, you know, a whole, a whole in the wall Mexican joint with $3 tacos that actually might be better than the more expensive food, but you know, your expectation is different going into it. So you, 
you know, you come out of it with a totally different opinion than if it was, it was priced maybe accordingly and not overpriced or or underpriced. And I'm going to guess you guys suffer from that in reverse because even though you're affordable and all of that, people consider Walters to be, some will say the best hot dog anywhere, period, like full stop. And when you put that kind of expectation on someone, even though it's just a humble hot dog, mm-hmm. that could be hard to live up to, especially yours isn't gimmicky. It's like it's here's the hot dog. Here's the bun. Here's the mustard. Like there's not there's no gimmick to hide behind. It's just here yeah. it is. Yeah, we've definitely always been known for like having cheap eats and having, you know, somewhat conservative pricing. But then there's some people that because our hot dog doesn't have toppings and because maybe they, they don't get it or get the labor, you know, our hot dog takes a lot of labor. It's a labor of love that goes into it. So, you know, they think 275 is like so expensive <laughs> and we're like, this isn't, you know, this isn't the gas station with like a beef hot dog rolling on a, you know, on a cart all day, like this and a dry bun. That's the worst yeah, part. That's the worst part know, of the gas station. Hot dog is ugh. the bun. And that's yeah. honestly, that's the underrated part of a Walter's hot dog. You guys are, are taking that bun dipping it in that clarified butter, putting yeah. it on the flat top. Oh, it just, it's, it makes such a difference. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I always say it's as equally as important as the hot dog. Cause it, you know, it has the butter based sauce on it, the same as the hot dog. And it's like, it adds a super crunch level, which you need for texture. I mean, it's, it adds to the whole experience of like that first bite that you take. So Absolutely. I, I personally can't eat, I, I wouldn't eat, you know, a, uh, an untoasted bun <laughs> with a no. hot dog. No, but you gotta I also, go, gotta go I the extra mile. Dog, so yeah. All right, last no, one. I, I'll throw but I agree at you. with you on that. Last one, I'll throw at you. I'll be honest with this one. I don't have a hardcore opinion, but it's like the question. The other question when it comes to hot dogs, you gotta ask. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. Is oh, a hot right. dog a sandwich? <laughs> you, is, were no. you guessing that? Yeah, were you guessing I, mean, I was gonna say that? I mean, yes, I guess my I literal it. definition, yes, but nobody considers it that. No, yeah, I mean, no, like we did a podcast um, a few years ago with Dan Pashman where he, I, this had oh, to be four sporkful. or five years ago, Sporkful. Yeah. And we actually, he had us come and make hot dogs and we didn't even, you know, we didn't really even know what the whole debate was about. It was literally him. <laughs> and I don't even know who debating if the, um, the hot dog was a sandwich. So then since then people have asked us for, for years, they come to us and ask us what we think. Again, my answer is no, because you know a Walter's hot dog, it's split down the middle, it lies flat on the bun. Is it kind of like a sandwich? Yes, but like a burger, the hot dog is, you know, it's its own thing. It's its own, it's not a sandwich. You wouldn't go to the deli to pick up a hot dog sandwich. You know, you go there to pick up a, a wedge. Like you don't, you know, you don't call yeah, a hot dog a sandwich. I, mean, I so, guess, I guess uh, if you're being real literal, it is yeah. a meat between two pieces of bread. Yes. Um, well, although even that it's like the bun itself, it's often like when I open up a hot dog bun, it's hinged. So it's attached. So it doesn't right. have to be two pieces of bread. Can it be? That's, a, that's also a big debate. The bread, is it hinged or is it unhinged? <laughs> well, is a lobster roll a sandwich? No, I would say no. What do you think? See, in my it's, head, it's its own well, category, you know? I mean, in my head, I guess a lobster roll sort of is a sandwich. I mean... I guess if you're going by, I'd have to look up the exact definition of sandwich in Merriam-Webster. Yes. I would think if you were <laughs> to look up the definition, it probably would fall. It's You know what it is I compare it to? It's sort of like when we talk about like what's a fruit and what's a vegetable, right? Like yes. tomato or avocado. Fruit, I think technically like they're both blown. fruits, but we we're, we're, we just consider them vegetables. Like it's yeah. just sort of our mindset, our right. DNA. 
I don't know who started this sandwich. Yeah, I don't know who started the sandwich thing, but I remember when we when we heard about it a few years ago, we were we'll blame Dan. We were questioning ourselves. Yes, we should. (laughs) We'll blame Dan Pashman. We'll blame him. He needed content. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) it was a very Rob. It was a very hot topic. It has carried on with us all the way till now. Where people are still asking the question. So well, well listen, no, people it's, it's people need topic. some hot topics. And yes. for, for people out there listening, um, if you do not live near Mamaroneck or White Plains and you want your Walters hot dog fix, you guys are on Gold Belly, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so we we ship nationally through Gold Belly. Um, you know, they're an amazing uh website of all perishable items all across the country. I mean, they have mom and it's pop wild. shops, iconic shops. It's pretty amazing. I give uh, a lot of gifts ships, through it. It's great yeah, for gifts. It, it is. Everything ships overnight. I know during COVID, you know, our gold belly sales, that was one of our main sources of revenue for a little while um, because we, you know, the, the stores weren't as busy in the beginning and people were home and they were like, we need Walters at home. So they would order them, you know, all, we ship them all across the country. So it's, it's cool to see. And then people write notes and we get to read them and everyone has a Walters story. So gold belly has been super fun for us to it's just another way to connect with people that, you know, maybe can't get here. But if you're if you're close by or even in New York City, I mean, it's just a quick drive and it's, you know, it's an experience coming here. It's a good road trip. Summer. And yeah. right now, I think people are looking for road trips. They're looking for excuses to, to get out, but Absolutely. find something kind of safe to do. And I mean, look, if you're looking for something safe to do when it comes to food, I guess about as safe of a dining out experience as you can have is going to a pagoda and standing six feet from other people in line and getting your hot dog and you could eat it in the car. If you want, you could take it to go and eat it, you know, wherever. So listen, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on and thank you for validating my opinions on ketchup (laughs) on a hot dog. My greatest Uh, hot take of all time. I might take it back. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be crucified after this. I know. I know. Well, listen, Hot Takes on a Plate is part of the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Check them out at B-L-E-A-V.com. And if you want to get in touch with me personally, you can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Rob Patron TV. And if you like what you're listening to right now, make sure to follow, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, everything else under the sun. And give us a rating, five stars, of course. Leave a comment as well. Till next time, I'm Rob Patron. Ciao. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.